Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. Nick. Chris. And I'm Caleb, and this week it's actually my pick. I have a movie and a soundtrack for you guys. Uh, Office Space from 1999. Yeah. Ooh, whoa, hey, settle All down. Right. Settle down. This is the, uh, like the fourth episode i think that we've uh, done remotely so far yeah like i'd like to say that we're really getting the hang of it or it's probably still pretty pretty rusty working out the kinks but <laughs> yeah. uh with some editing i think we sound pretty good thank you nick yeah. yeah no problem was this a soundtrack that you owned caleb this was uh so this came out when i was a senior in high school and i guess it was a buddy of mine it must have been we were both big fans of beavis and butthead <laughs> Yeah, as all, you know, people are age. Yeah, and uh, and I guess he like some of somebody heard that this movie by Mike Judge was coming out, and we went and saw it in the theater, which is kind of surprising because it was a it was a big box office bomb. Or mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't an expensive movie, so maybe it wasn't a bomb, but it didn't. Not many people saw it in the theater, so we saw it in the theater, and then the same friend I think bought the CD, and I remember I this is before burning i would just borrow it all the time which is wild to think about <laughs> what a world man <laughs> uh but yeah so i i you know listened to the soundtrack a ton and then later i think i bought the the movie on vhs yeah How about you guys i had the dvd which uh i've, I've seen this movie probably at least 20 times in my life <laughs> <laughs> i did not own the soundtrack though but uh it's great. I remember it in a lot of jewel cases around uh, friends' houses, um, and I remember it being like um, a lot of my white friends' first foray <laughs> into rap music. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we didn't we didn't speak to that, but it definitely was. <laughs> well, this is Mike Judge is kind of famously a Texas guy, and this yeah. film is mm-hmm. is uh, I think. It's all Dallas. Set, set and shot is Dallas and Austin, maybe. And then there's some uh, some of the rappers, some of the artists on here are Texas rappers. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe this hit big in Texas, bigger than in the Northwest. But we'll find out. Let's jump into uh, let's jump into the soundtrack. All right, up first we've got Cannabis with Shove This J O B. Get on if you try hard enough, and you get money if you keep punching your time hard enough. Maybe you hate it, maybe you love it, but if you hate it, all you gotta do is get mad and take the boss to the job and shove it. I ain't shrunken here no more. Take the job and shove it. I ain't shrunken here no more. Take the job and shove it. I ain't shrunken here no more. Take the job, take the job, take the job. Yeah, so this is Cannabis along with Biz Marquee, who's like a, you know, a huge old school rap icon. This is, is this song playing in the end credits? Yes. Plays so over the is, end credits, yeah. It's kind of a cover. It's a heavily like a cribbing, what, the David Allen Coe song. Yeah. Uh, Take this job and cover it. It's kind of. <laughs> Johnny Paycheck, I think, also sang a song. 
take yeah i think uh i can't remember i think it might have been david allen coe's song originally and johnny paycheck like had like a hit with it it's funny like when i was when i started listening to the soundtrack it made me realize how it was like a little bit maybe not a well-timed pick for the podcast because in a time when people are really grateful to have jobs it's it's a movie and the whole thing about like wouldn't it just be great not to have to work I, I wrote down in my notes like they don't know how good they have it. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember Cannabis uh, from back in the day when he had that feud with um, LL Cool J. Do you yeah, guys yeah, that? that was big. That was like one of the kind of big, uh, big Wait, feuds before feuds became. Feud. I think the story is that you know Cannabis was up and coming at the time, and LL Cool J invited him to lay down a verse on one of his albums, and he went in laid it down and then LL Cool J changed his mind and said, you got to come back in and redo your verse. And he said, well, that, that means you got to redo your verse too. <laughs> and LL Cool J just, uh, I don't, I don't think he was on the song in the end, but it turned into a, a, a diss song about cannabis. Yeah. Well, that's the, oh, man. It's, it's notable. Cause it was like one of the first rap feuds that had like, uh, well, maybe it was probably the, the Biggie Tupac thing made such big news that i think everybody was kind of looking for the next biggie tupac feud uh. and so this is one of the ones that and it, it also became a thing where younger rappers were were like getting a bunch of publicity and making names for themselves by like going after certain people yeah Bismarcky never had any feuds he was uh kind of famous for being the first hip-hop act who he sampled so blatantly that he was the one that finally they took to court I found the original uh, verse that he laid down that, you know, since been circulated online and it's, uh, it's three and a half minutes long. (laughs) The cannabis. Yeah. It's, it's a little long for a verse. (laughs) (laughs) And LL was like, Hey, can you just shorten it a little bit? It's a, it's a three minute song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pretty insane. Um, I think we've got a uh, a little treat for the listeners. We have a uh, a special message from David Herman himself, who plays Michael Bolton. Character, yeah, yeah, in my, I know him as Michael Bolton. He also does a ton of voices in Futurama and a bunch of uh, great animated shows. And I, I remember him first for being in Mad TV. He was yeah. one of the original cast Mad yeah. TV. Let's hear from Dave. Um, 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 hi, hi, Nick, Caleb, and Chris. What's up, man? Um, just looking at your thing here about uh, you doing an episode on the st- uh, soundtrack, and you're wondering if we got any advice. Advice, advice. My advice is alphabetical order. Keep the tracks in alphabetical order. It's foolproof, foolproof. Surefire hit. Um, insight. Well, uh, the, the you know. The studio, here's a little bit of info, the studio was against the rap the whole time. It was a fight. It was a real fight between Mike and the studio. Um, and you look at that movie, I mean, it, the, the juxtaposition between the rap and these nebbishy workers, that's the star of the movie. The movie loses all its impact without this this uh, dynamic. And, uh, the, yeah, they wanted, like, Chumbawamba. In fact, the trailer, if you watch the trailer for Office Space, it is Chumbawamba. Um, but when they would do these screenings for test audiences and stuff, they would g- give all these leading questions to the audience, like, who was into the music? What do people think about the music? So anyway, how are, how are people feeling about the music? 
Uh, they wanted to, to give it to Kabosh and were hoping to have some science behind the fact that people didn't like it or stuff like that. And it was the, the reaction was the exact opposite from these test audiences going, no, man, that's the coolest thing about it. So uh, there you go. There's my insight. But all those Ghetto Boy tracks, all that stuff, uh, the studio was hating it. Didn't want to have, didn't want it at all. Um, so yeah, man. Hey, fist bump. Boom. All right, man. Good luck. Good luck. There you have it from Dave himself. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, yeah, we Dave. we found him on Cameo. We had that commission. <laughs> uh, no, Dave's that. a good friend of mine. Dave's a good friend. <laughs> uh, I appreciate what he did. Um, shout out to Dave. Uh, he's uh, raising money for uh, his charity, uh, St. Francis Center in Los Angeles. So um, shout out to that charity. It's a food bank in Los Angeles. Donate if you can. Yeah, it's a cool thing for him to do, and we could sneak him into our episode. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Let us know how you guys feel about the cameos. <laughs> <laughs> it feels it pretty insane how the, uh, Fox Studios hated the use of hip-hop in the movie and, and wanted it to be pop music of the day. It's yeah. so believable. Like, I was kind of... I had read that uh, before we got the cameo back, and I was like, oh, yeah, that kind of... But to hear him talk about Chumbawamba... It like put me in a place and I was like, oh, of course, of yeah. course. And it's like, and it, like the message of the, the film. Yeah, it would have killed the movie. The message of the film is like, fuck this corporate bullshit. <laughs> and like, it sounds like Mike I get Judge. knocked down. <laughs> yeah. No, man, it works so, so perfectly. It really does. There's yeah. a couple, there's a couple studio things that I read about that they did kind of uh, fiddle with that I think when I was rewatching it, I was like, I was like, Oh, this seems weird. I don't remember it, but, uh, yeah, there's a, there's some fingers in the pies, but, uh, let's get into the second track while we're, while we're here. Track two, this is slum village with get this money. See, I got things out here I need to situate I got a fresh ass car with some gloss paint People walking down the street until they feast day I got a countless out here handling big things As I sit into the crib with the sachet In my room with the shot with the big tank Don't get mad cause I'm doing things you just can't It's hey, 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 hey What you say? Get this money If they say, what you gonna do today? Just say, hey, I wanna get paid Hey, hey, hey Slum Village, the uh, the underdog. Well, uh, Slum Village kind of is, I think, is most famous for one of his members, Jay Dilla, who was like kind of, I don't know if you'd say indie, but uh, kind of artistic uh, producer and rapper who he passed away like pretty young. And there's like, there's some stuff, like a bunch of instrumentals that were released later. Like he's kind of like a giant in like independent hip hop production. Yeah, this was the band he was in before he went solo and blew up like crazy as a uh, as a beat producer. Yeah, but I think even a lot of that, I remember there's like a weird story. Somebody found like a storage unit and it just had a bunch of his tapes of like beats mm-hmm. that he'd just made over the years. And, and some of that I think got released under like an album called Donuts or something. Yeah, Donuts is great. I used to listen to that a bunch. Yeah, this kind of genre of hip hop, this was Caleb in college. A lot of like kind of backpackery, but I think it holds up pretty well. Were you doing any uh, break dancing when you uh, had <laughs> off time from work? Oh, uh, this this tall gangly? No, <laughs> you don't. You don't want to see these limbs. 
I I, uh, <laughs> I went like pretty hard into break dancing in middle school. Uh, really? I still do a couple of moves. Not uh, not gonna say I can still break dance. I don't know. <laughs> Injure something. <laughs> I was reading that the studio originally wanted to cast more names to be in the movie, yeah. and that they were pushing hard for Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Oh yeah. To be in the movie because they were what? coming off right off of um, Goodwill Hunting, and they were like, oh. "Let's put them in office space." I would have hated this movie. If it was <laughs> oh my god, Affleck and Damon, yeah. jeez, yeah. Like, it's it's pretty well cast. It's a pretty well cast film. Yeah, if Matt Damon were uh, Peter Gibbons, Ron Livingston's character, you just wouldn't like, you wouldn't identify with them because you're like, "Shut up, you're good looking, <laughs> whatever, dude." <laughs> Could do something else. I think, uh, yeah, Mike Judge wanted to abandon the movie at some point because he wasn't happy with the casting. But once they got Gary Cole as oh, uh, Gary Cole, so good as Lumberg, he was like, "All right, I'm in." I, it, that's so fun. Everyone in this, I thought, was amazing. Like every yeah. character in it is so good. I was gonna say that, like, uh, this is a film that kind of probably launched a ton of careers, or at least you know sent people off because it's kind of there's very few like oh yeah whatever happened to that guy it's more like yeah gary cole you know and then he went on to be in a bunch of like pineapple express and he's on veep he's so good in veep mm-hmm. john mcginley yeah. oh yeah john yeah. McGinley. Yeah, dr cox from scrubs kind of <laughs> looks like my dad <laughs> <laughs> but jennifer aniston has to be the biggest star even at this point you know yeah, what's she this, doing now she's uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, this is like you know, she's well into Friends at this point. I think yeah, she's, she's at the she's at the height of Friends while this is happening. Yeah, yeah. Much. But but I guess to... it was you know in the 90s, even the late 90s, there was still still this kind of like separation between TV stardom and like movie stardom. Where yeah. if you were the if you were well, I don't know. No, maybe, no, no. Maybe I, think she, I think I think she said that she wasn't getting offers to be in movies really during that time, so she wanted to say yes to it right away but you know if it was these days yeah who knows trying to get off that godforsaken desert that is television (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and i think dave herman was trying to get out of uh, mad tv right around this time too oh yeah he was trying to get fired from mad tv everybody was trying to get fired from mad tv people hated that place i think that he was he was able to get fired because in one of the last table reads that, that they did for an episode he just shouted all of his lines <laughs> at full volume he got fired immediately it was what is his name uh, orlando jones there's another uh, mad tv yeah. cast member in this he's the magazine role. salesman and the yeah, yeah. The oh first, yeah that's right the first make seven up yours guy <laughs> and then <laughs> replaced by godfrey after that <laughs> <laughs> all right nikki what do we got for track three We've got Cool Keith with Get Off My Elevator. Get off my elevator. Security work squat you off the building. Get off my elevator. That woman is very nosy. I choose my subjects, personal man, that's what I want to write Critics critique, I compel that gossip rappers weak 97, I blacked out, who's paying all my rent? Larger than hip-hop, you watch me like the president No feedback on R&B scams motivate me With stretch marks around your guts, plus I know you hate me Guard your feet, lose cellulite, I'ma come complete Work off your meat pounds with supersonic stomach sounds That's where the horse animal heads Yeah, I remember when I was getting into hip-hop in earnest in college Cool Keith was kind of like the 
kind of famous for being the weirdest fucking rapper in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like he he had like a like one really good record. It was produced, I think, by Dan the Automator, who was one of the guys from uh, Deltron and Handsome Boy, and then later uh, the first Gorillaz record. But it was called Doctor Octagon, and then there was like Doctor Doom, and he was also one of those guys who had like a million like AKAs. It's like Black Elvis and all these. Yeah, if you look at his uh, his Google images, he's he's always rocking some interesting hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he goes way back. He was one of like the uh, the members of Ultramagnetic MCs, which was like a an early rap group, and then he sampled a lot, like Prodigy, Smack My Bitch Up. That's that's uh, his vocal from something. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I like that track. It's cool. It's it's got a kind of like a weird funky thing going on. Oh, I was just saying that I think he, like kind of the super eccentric rapper, he was one of the early ones who's probably probably inspired a lot of kind of uh hip hop now, not like a large percentage, but when you think of like the odd future and that kind of crew, there's like a lot more room for just like surreal hip hop in a way that's probably owes to Kill Cool Keith. Yeah, I think like MF Doom maybe influenced by him. I mean different vocal stylings for sure, but the weirdness, I don't know, like Yeah, yeah, the weirdness and like just like kind of the sci-fi characters and stuff like that. Both New York guys too, I think. This is playing when Peter and Joanna, Ron Livingston and Jennifer Aniston are arguing when she's like, Wait, isn't how are you not stealing <laughs> with this <laughs> you know, the the scheme they come up with and he's like, it, it's Nah, and that's when uh, it feels like Peter kind of loses the thread there for a bit in the movie when he's like, look, Nazis had flair for, uh, you got to stick <laughs> it to everybody. Like, he's getting kind of incel for a second there. Apparently the thing with the flair in this movie caused enough debacle at uh, actual TGI Fridays. <laughs> and they they did away with flair after this movie came out. <laughs> Because it was, what is the, the fake chain is Tchotchkes or something? Tchotchkes. Tchotchkes. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's obviously like a, <laughs> just like a rebranded TGI Fridays, right? Yeah. They wanted it to be TGI Fridays, but they couldn't get the rights. And uh, Mike Judge said, well, can we just call it like, thank Jesus, it's Friday? <laughs> and they were like, no. No, we can't. <laughs> I, I didn't uh, realize when Ron Livingston goes in to ask Jennifer Aniston on a date, uh, he was like, I'll be next door. And she was like, uh, at the Flingers or the Chili's? <laughs> so, meaning there was a Tchotchkes, a Flingers, and a Chili's all next to each oh, other. Yeah, it's man, all the that's same that's the, thing. That's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then when she goes in, she's like, oh, it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> this place is, uh, yeah. Oh, she's great in the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. When I was in a fraternity in college, sorry. And um, I, <laughs> okay. part of my yeah. hazing was they, they decide Halloween costumes for all the pledges. And uh, they made me be uh, Brian from Tchotchkes. Because uh, kind of fit with my personality. Like, hey, buddies, what's going on, guys? And it goes, oh, no. yeah, I was very much that guy. Like, when I was so excited to be at college, so I had to run around and like take drink orders and try to upsell people on uh, <laughs> like better drinks and stuff. But it's not bad. A good time. Was, yeah. Remember it fondly. You guys want to do track four? Yeah. Let's do it. We've got Junior Reed with Big Boss Man. Big Boss Man, can't you hear me when I call? Big Boss Man, I 
You ever, uh, you ever like <laughs> are doing karaoke and you pick a song and then you're like a song you really, really like, and then it starts playing and it's like a really bad instrumental version. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh That's what that sounds like to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Oh no. I thought like the instrumentation was a lot better. And now it's meow, like, meow, yeah, meow. they really, they like really had to run away from the rights holders. <laughs> it's like, boom, boom, yeah. Boom. Like, oh Jesus. Some crappy MIDI. It's <laughs> <laughs> the MIDI file. It's unsorted. Yeah, it is a MIDI. <laughs> uh, so that is a cover. That's like a, Junior Reed's a reggae artist, but that's a cover of like a 1960s song that I think Elvis and a bunch of people did. Um, <laughs> how do you guys feel about this song? Do we know where that was playing in the movie? I want to say it's right when, um, like the first time you see Ron Livingston in the office, but I couldn't I couldn't find it and I, I missed it in my notes. But I want to say it's when mm, Lumberg yeah. kind of is talking about the TPS reports, but I could be mistaken. Listeners, write in. I wish that this uh, soundtrack was more chronological. Yeah, it's all over the place, uh, which is a little frustrating. Um, Should we take uh, Herman's advice? Should we <laughs> do, it do this alphabetically? alphabetically? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that a quote from something that I'd, I like, don't know? No. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> advice. I was like, oh wait, was this like a Futurama character that is <laughs> in the alphabetical order or quote no, from I the movie? Just if you're looking, if you're looking at a piece of paper and it says track listing, and you're trying to riff off of that. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of this was shot in like uh, like North Dallas, which really is like corporate America hell. Like everyone lives yeah, in the yeah. suburbs. It, that movie, okay, the the scene where um, yeah, what's the guy that gets ends up in the wheelchair at the end? Uh, when he like they're they're like walking home from Tchotchkes or walking back to the office, and he's like you know on his hands and knees in the little like ravine thing, like in the oh, parking lot. Oh yeah, by you. that's that, that separated the yeah the corporate park from like the strip mall. Yeah, that's uh that's everywhere in Dallas. <laughs> like there's no sidewalks, so you're just like cutting through parking lots. Um, and there's just like, it's just entertainment everywhere, but nobody really lives around where they work uh, traffic and it's, it's hell. Like it is absolute <laughs> hell. Like we're talking about like Richardson, Las Colinas, Addison, Frisco, all these areas North of Dallas are just like, it's just, yeah. He really nails the, the drabness of, <laughs> of yeah, the area the office, yeah. like where pe- people's apartments that they live in. Yeah, yeah. well, it's you obviously know. something that, uh, you know, when you look at other things that he's done, like Extract is obviously in like a very similar mode. But then you even, you know, King of the Hills, very, you know, suburban Texas. And then Arlen. Uh, Silicon Valley, this kind of like cubicle, but more on the yeah. more on the tech side. Mm-hmm. It's the same year that Fight Club came out. And this, I think, this is a better like... <laughs> you know, um, way to channel your <laughs> frustration with your job other than, you know, blowing up things with soap bombs. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's funny that, like, I don't know, two stories about, like, bureaucratic hell were just coming out at the same time. And it's like, I guess the 90s just, you know, was the peak of, like, cubicle nature before anyone, like, thought figured out how bad it was for people just to sit like that yeah. forever you know? yeah but it was also like a pre-9-11 culture right where everybody's like you know everybody's acting like everything's great but it's not great and then sometimes we're like oh yeah things are getting actually really bad uh i will say like i it's it's very texas but it seems like some of like the very small characters are like very texas yeah 
Yeah. Dietrich Bader's character. Well, I think it's some, you know, like the case of the Mondays, a lot of like the office women, there's like certain, it was like, oh yeah, that's like a person. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, My you guys is like, there was a lady. <laughs> she, she said it just like this. Yeah. Say just it just like I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you guys were never, um, you guys were never office guys really, were you? No. Never worked in an office. Oh, I did it. I did it for five years. Um, and yeah, I mean, at, there was one point I had um, a little piece of paper, uh, and every week was symbolized by like a, a little uh, circle, and I shaded in all the circles, and it went for eighty-eight years, and so it was like uh, <laughs> all my life up to then. And then somebody walked by my desk one day, and like I described to them, it's like, oh well, I've shaded in all the weeks of my life so far, and this is how many I have left to go, just to like you know keep me like hey life is short and they're like oh man man don't let don't let corporate see that man it's not (laughs) you just i mean you do you are living sort of um groundhog day or groundhog week a lot of times and and also um corporate america is built on the backs of ladies like the like corporate account speaking just a moment those are our workhorses in this nation they get stuff done and they work so hard. <laughs> it's crazy. This was kind of a funny hurdle I saw that Mike Judge had to deal with when they were trying to find a stapler yeah. to use. Like Boston and some other stapler company both said no to <laughs> their staplers being used in the movie, which Mike Judge was like, what? <laughs> like, okay. Why would you not want your stapler in a movie? <laughs> so he said that Swingline said yes, but they... Uh, they didn't have a red stapler, so he had to paint oh, yeah, it yeah. red. Mm. And then the company ended up just getting so many requests oh, yeah. for red staplers that uh, they ended up, you know, mass producing them. And now it's their uh, their best selling stapler. That's Honestly, yeah. like, see, I can kind of I can understand it from the stapler company's point of view because essentially, you know, it would be like Milton Milton and the staplers a little bit like. Uh, like people with the what is it catcher in the rye they find catcher in the rye in their pockets when they try to kill somebody <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah it's like a little bit of like the thing that, that drives the, the psychopath over the edge <laughs> that's just not something that we here at boston feel like it <laughs> exemplifies our brand that's what's so funny to me that boston's like absolutely not <laughs> uh we are coming up on track 5 this is lisa stone with 9 to 5 Tumble out of bed and stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn And stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the street, the traffic starts jumping With folks like me, I'm a job from 9 to 5 Working 9 to 5, what a way to make a living Barely catching by, it's all taking and no giving They just use your mind Got our second cover of the soundtrack. Second or third? This is a bad one. This is a, a cover? bad cover. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Uh, that's got that same like that same MIDI uh, a karaoke sound to it. I don't know what I it's going on. I do not remember hearing that song in the movie. I couldn't find I don't it. either. I couldn't find it. I am a little... Cause I, so I rewatched the movie a couple nights ago. Yeah, and I did not remember hearing this at all. 
No, and Lisa Stone is also a uh, American college basketball coach. I don't think it's the same <laughs> Lisa Stone. Um. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should just move on to track six. <laughs> we could do track six. We've got Ice Cube with Down for Whatever. Damn, I'm such a G, it's pathetic Here comes the big-headed nigga that's dipping Sipping on Kovacia, goddamn I must have to floss today Now pimping ain't easy, but it's necessary So I'm chasing bitches like Tom Chase Jerry I put the pedal to the floor In my two-tone Ford Explorer You know how it's done Yeah, man. Now we're getting into it. <laughs> yeah. Great track. Great so track. It's, and Ice Cube yeah. was feared. Now he just does family <laughs> movies. <laughs> well, you know, we all have to grow up. But this is, yeah, like West Coast gangster rap. This is like up there with, obviously this is like post NWA, but what was the, the Ice Cube, um, the movie franchise? Road Trip. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Friday and Are We There Yet? Which is Are, are We There Yet? It's like a real family movie, but yeah, yeah. it's where that real do re mi is. <laughs> um, this is during the uh, like the virus heist montage type thing. It's like oh, yeah, yeah, it's the so real great. Ocean's Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like they hand him a uh, floppy disk and he puts it in a computer and presses <laughs> two buttons. And they were like, "Well, that was easy." Yeah. it was is wild honestly it was wild to see like the operating systems on these computers yeah Uh, because it's been so long well it doesn't seem that dated until you look at like i mean even those boxy computers you're like oh yeah i remember those that's those don't seem that old and then you see like the you see the windows you see the interface yeah like and it's like most 90s movies if they're showing you a computer screen it's it's all bullshit you know it's like hackers or you know even later than that you know swordfish or something is probably that not that much later than this hey this is actually showing you (laughs) oh yeah even in pretty (laughs) yeah yeah it's like but it is this is like oh god yeah i remember using those computers i was watching a great clip of uh mike judge he was talking about how he came up with the uh kind of the voice for lumberg yeah and he said it was like he he's also a musician and uh like he was when he was a kid he's playing in this band and one of the guitar players had like a he like broke his wrist and the guitar player kept asking him to help him move his amp around and he'd always go mm, yeah <laughs> kind of like this this passive aggressive you say yeah but it's passive aggressive and it actually means no <laughs> i'm just like mm, yeah <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Oh, I remember he, oh, his voice work, because uh, Boom, Boomhauer from, uh, is one of King his, of the Hill. from yeah. King of the Hill. And I remember him telling a story of where that voice came from, which was uh, when he was doing uh, Beavis and Butthead for MTV. Apparently there was like a phone number where people could call in to complain about the programming and they would forward him and he would get there was like one guy this texas guy who was complaining about me was a butthead and he would just ramble on and it was boom it's like god damn man we're coming in we're talking about that <laughs> and he would just listen to this guy over and over and laugh and, and that guy for some reason thought beavis and butthead was called porky's butthole <laughs> that was the funniest thing that yeah. what the fuck god, god, damn, god, damn, god, damn, god damn porky's butthole. butthole come on again i'm gonna <laughs> 
Yeah, Mike Judge is the man, and I forgot that he was the Chachki's manager. Oh yeah, yeah, really yeah. His little cameo. Yeah, yeah. But um, did you ever see the original Milton shorts? I did. I saw those on um, SNL back oh. in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A long it's, time ago. I haven't rewatched them in a long mm-hmm. time, but yeah. Yeah, I hadn't seen him in a bit. Um, but it's it's basically just the story of Milton without. Um, well, he didn't burn the company down, but like I think the last one ended when like Milton gets moved to the basement and they just like shut the lights <laughs> off on him and he's like, blue. He said that that was based on before he got into animation, he was working for like an aeronautics company or something he was like an that. Engineer, yeah, engineer and. There was a, like a weird squirrely guy in the office that no one ever really talked to. So one day he went up to him and was like, hey, man, how you doing? He's like, man, they just they, they keep moving my desk around. If they move it one more time, I'm going to quit. God, man. He's like, this this would be a great character. Oh, man, played by Steven Root. Steven Root is so good. So and- good. I can't even, I, you know, I've forgotten 80% of the things I've seen Steven Root in. Yeah. But uh, he's been like one of the main characters in Barry, which is really yeah, great. Yeah, he was great in Barry. He's good yeah. in Barry. Um, he's yeah. great in Dodgeball. He's great in um, No Country for Old Men. He plays like a sleazy like lawyer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Brother Wart now. He's oh, the yeah. uh, oh. the blind, <laughs> the blind the recording. Can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He puts strict nine in the guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> see what do we got coming up next got track seven this is ghetto boys with damn it feels good to be a gangsta damn it feels good to be a gangster Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster-ass nigga plays his cards right. A real gangster-ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth cause real gangster-ass niggas don't start fights. And niggas always got a high cap. Showing all his boys how we shot him. But real gangster-ass niggas don't flex nuts cause real gangster-ass niggas know they got him. Yeah, man, this is, uh, when I think back on this soundtrack, which I hadn't li- like revisited in a long time, uh, this is a standout track to me. Yeah, for this sure. This is the one that I just is like seared into my mind. It's kind of the tone of the film. It's like he's being a gangster in his own way by just like slacking off. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're all gangsters in different ways. It's funny because the movie, it, like, it shows the there's a lot of like punchlines on how ridiculous it is that these like like de- like uh, Herman said, these nemeshi white guys are like into this hip hop, like yeah. earnestly into it. But that didn't sink in enough for me not to turn into that guy yeah absolutely <laughs> i was like they don't get it i really get it <laughs> so i was looking through some uh, deleted scenes for office space and i think as we talked about a little bit i think the studios were given mike judge hell making this movie and they did a lot of audience testing so i think they chopped it up a little bit differently than maybe the original uh plan but um Lumberg dies in one of the versions. Whoa! That's right. Yeah, they're, the deleted scene is like, you go to Lumberg's funeral? Nah. Hell no. <laughs> and then, like, I couldn't find anything what, in, more in the fire? I, I guess he died in the fire. Is But like... Oh, God, he must have died in that fire. But he was missing before Milton showed up to his office. Because remember, he was oh, like yeah. looking for him and everyone else was in the office. And so I was like, did something, I, I can't, I couldn't find any info on like what that scene was or 
Um, but it would it wouldn't have like made anyone feel better. <laughs> like it would have been like, oh yeah, God. that's, that's like, kind of crazy. Well, yeah, I'd wonder what the thing that I read about a lot that uh, that I actually rewatching it this time. There's a whole thing where uh, where Jennifer Aniston she's like, oh yeah, somebody. It turns out that she had dated Lumberg. Mm-hmm. And it's like it causes this big uh, fight, and then it turns out that there was another guy named Lumberg, and then they kind of reconcile. Yeah, and it, and it seems originally it was the actual. Yeah, Lumberg. yeah, because it doesn't make sense. First of all, that there's two people named Lumberg. Yeah. Second, of all the the main character wouldn't have remembered another guy with the exact same name. <laughs> yeah. And also, yeah. it's like it doesn't matter. It's like yeah, it, it's not like it's she didn't do anything wrong by dating some guy that drove a nice car. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, you can tell, like, the movie paints him as being in the wrong there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, <laughs> I watched this with Kelsey, and she's like, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, you know. I just think it's, what it is, is it gives him, like, an out to not be upset anymore, besides just realizing that he was just being a dick. Yeah. Which he does, kind of, but it's like, he should just be like, why, why was I upset about that? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Which I think was what the original script. But, uh, that nightmare that he has is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> With the coffee cups. He's drinking the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Peter. All right. So we should talk about the Ghetto Boys a little bit. I mean, they're they're on the soundtrack more than once. Shout out to uh, my hometown. Yeah. yeah. Houston, um, Texas. The, uh, yeah, the first studio that I ever interned at, Sound Arts, was where uh, Ghetto Boys made a lot of their music in Houston. Yeah. They're they're pretty awesome. Uh, Scarface, one of the MCs, he's coming up later. We can talk more about him. Uh, Bushwick Bill always used to kind of freak me out as a kid. <laughs> freak you out? Well, he was you know he's a he's a little person. He he got shot in the eye, so he was like sporting an eye patch. Yeah, no, was, I get it. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot for you know coming from from the woods of the northwestern Washington State. <laughs> I always assumed that they were like a New York group because of Bushwick. And, yeah. uh, well, you know. he was from, he was born in Jamaica, Queens, but. Oh, okay. Um, also, also not Bushwick, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great track. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's jump into the next one. We're coming up on track eight. This is Black Man, Destruct, and Icon with Home. Who wanna face off for sake of kids and murder us to merciless? I can sense the nervousness, cause when it comes to rhymes, nigga, your words are dust. And when it comes to be my man, my burn is busting all that weak shit you kicking ain't hurting us. And make me mad, and when I'm mad, I write platinum plus. No more back in the bus, catch me in the deluxe. CL act that's flush while I'm busting max off trucks. We're just bad fucks that grew up fast, plus that sucks. Why he had us so we could wind up in handcuffs? But never that, catch me in the cut, the clever cat, leather cat, Beretta cat, where the cheddar at, whatever. That little voice at the beginning of that track is straight out of the Parliament universe. <laughs> yeah, man. I. It's funny because this is these are some artists that I don't remember at all and cannot find much about. Uh, but this is one. This is one of the songs that when I was re-listening, I was like, "Fuck yeah, man! This song is really good." <laughs> yeah. Black man, destruct and icon. I was yeah. I was when I was uh, prepping this. Even my girlfriend in the other room started being like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Same with Allison too. She's like, "This is good." Yeah. <laughs> it was a fun time for hip hop, man. Late nineties, mid to late nineties. Yeah. 
So I wanted to talk to you guys about this because I I remember for a long time people would talk about musical taste, especially in rock, is kind of gets set in it's when you were in high school is what you associate as like the like the you know the real sound of rock and roll or whatever. Like our parents, it's always like Beatles and Stones, that kind of stuff. And then like I know people that grew up a little older than me. It was like you know Pearl Jam is still their favorite band, which I find a little bit baffling. But you know Pearl Jam's good. Try harder. Um, you can try harder. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that same attachment to '90s rock and roll at all. But when it comes to hip hop, which I feel like, especially people our age, hip hop like changes very quickly in the way that like rock music used to. Mm-hmm. When you think about rock music moving from the 60s to the 70s to the 80s, like how like vastly different it is. I think that hip hop is kind of moving, maybe because it's like a younger art form, is like moving at that same pace. So for me, yeah. it's like I'm still like, you know, when I hear 90s hip hop, I'm like this. Yeah, this was this was when hip hop was, which is like <laughs> I'm just sounding like an old guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those records were selling so well back then, too. To a lot of white people. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I I mean, part of it is that this was a little bit before, like, the sampling thing, before they realized how much money they were burning on, on like, paying for samples or or else, like, uh, before sampling was, was fully, like, kind of legislated. Um, so it was, like, more, more money into the production and more kind of, like, I don't know. A lot of it's probably nostalgia, but this this sound, this like '90s hip hop sound, is so good to my ears. Well, it it is like, I mean, <laughs> it is a genre that is of the youth as well, you know. So like, I do feel there's an extra level of trying to listen to new hip hop like today. It <laughs> yeah. like makes my brain work a little bit harder because I'm like, oh. Oh, I have to do some research on what some some of these. What what are they referring to in the? Like, I, it makes it makes me feel really aged to listen to like some mumble rap today, which is probably already outdated. I don't know. But. Yeah, yeah. And there's definitely been some phases where, like, I realize that I'm like I don't. Re- it's like oh yeah, in hip hop they're starting to go into essentially like the like the punk era of hip hop where they're like oh yeah like Eminem these people that are like so like tied up in like you know the the you know the virtuosity of rhyming or whatever and it's like wouldn't it be better if we were just saying like one word over and over i'm like is that better <laughs> they're kind of like oh yeah like i could see if you grew up in a time where you're like oh well this bullshit and everybody's trying to be like more and more verbose and then somebody just comes out and it's like sweater 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 yeah <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> Chris, <laughs> you don't seem like you like that kind of hip hop. I, no, I can't. But I feel very old critiquing it too, you know. But yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's me screaming about like the, the words, the words, children. <laughs> you know, I'm you know, a Robin Williamsing it up there, <laughs> Dead Poet Society. <laughs> well, we've got a, uh, a break coming up, and uh, we have a new game That's right. that we're going to play. Oh, prepared yeah. by Chris. Yeah, I'm excited about we this one. We legitimately have no idea what we're going to be doing. You got no idea. <laughs> and then, uh, great, great, great. At, at the end of the episode, we are going to be adding one of our favorite songs to the track listing Spotify playlist. Our favorite work song, song about working, song about being at work. I don't know. Think of think about your favorite work song. Stick with us. 
What's up, track listers? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this, is, this is the new way we're doing track No, no, let's, let's no, no, go no, with no, it. No, this no, is no. going well. Are we doing this? Okay, hey, okay, guys, okay. No, we love to hear from you, so uh, please reach out to us on a variety of different uh, social medias. You can find us on Instagram. That's at tracklistingpodcast. Uh, you can rate and review in the iTunes store, and you can email us at gmail tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com and uh, please tell your friends tell everybody you know that you think might enjoy the podcast about the podcast also I think iTunes doesn't exist anymore but whatever <laughs> 2020 here uh, we come uh, Spotify you can follow our uh, official tracklisting playlist on Spotify and you know send in your own recommendations Spotify still exists today's episode is brought to you by Lisa Mattresses our unofficial sponsor <laughs> we're all laying down as we record this I'm a purple guy to be honest I don't know. Purple. Bidding war. <laughs> Lisa, purple. Find it out for us. Come at us, purple. We love y'all. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Office Space soundtrack. But first, before we get back, we have a new game. Prepared by Chris. Fill us in. Hey, uh, this is a Woo! new game I like to call, uh, working title, Corporate Shrill. Uh, this is a game uh, in which some of our favorite musicians uh, have totally sold out to corporate <laughs> America for a, uh, for a commercial. So um, my criteria, and all of the clues meet this except for maybe one, because I couldn't find... A uh, specific example of it, but uh, it has to be a, an original song for the commercial or product, um, uh, or a song tweaked, you know, changed to be for the product. Uh, you have to say the name of the product in the song, and your voice or image is used in the commercial. So okay, so are we trying to come up with the artist? Are we trying to come up with the brand? What are, what are we doing? So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to play a portion of the uh, of the song and i okay. want you guys to guess both the product and the artist but i know that's very difficult so i will give you some clues along the way how's okay. that sound all right and then we're going to hear the answer in which they say the name of the product <laughs> in the song okay. so, all right very good very good let's jump into it clue number one you guys work together i know this is an impossible task it doesn't matter <laughs> The product and the artist the is what we're looking for. And the artist. Let's hear clue number one. We get to wonder about what holds us down. The fears, the doubts. Could we spark something? Watch it grow. Be more wonderful than we know. Okay. Right. Okay. Are you guys able to hear that? Okay. Yeah. yeah, so so I couldn't I didn't pick up many of the words. You did you hear any of those words, Nikki? Sound a little jumbly, but uh <laughs> got the vibe. Is that um is that like the go go's or the bangles? It seemed newer to me. That seemed it, it is newer. It's newer than the go go's or the bangles. Could I guess that it would be early two thousands or is this in the nineties? Uh, this is in the 2000s. This is um, 2014, I think, was the first um, use of this song. Okay. Uh, can, we hear it, can we hear it one more time? We get to wonder about what holds us down. The fears, the doubts.
think I heard a lyric about washing something. <laughs> something about growing. <laughs> okay, the uh, the the title to the song is called Product Name Dare to Wonder. Dare to Wonder. All right, so if I'm thinking of the artist, is this an artist that I would be disappointed when I found out that they do this, or is this I'm already kind of shitting on this artist? I bet we've shit on this artist. <laughs> you know, neutral though. Neutral. But like, yeah, everybody in this is shame on them. <laughs> shame <laughs> on them for what they're doing. Oh, shit. Um, okay, you said 2016, 2014? 2014. 2014. Is this artist, is this kind of like the uh, still up and coming a little bit? Or is this like a little bit past their sell-by date? I think past their sell-by date. And... Um, is you that got, like Avril Lavigne? Um, that's, that's way past that's was, Yeah, that would be way past. But fairly recently after their self past date. I was getting like a little bit of like a Robin thing, which would make me sad. Is it okay. Swedish? Is this, is this a European artist? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, do you want some information on the product? Yeah, I'll, I'll take some. I'll take some product specs if you got them. Give, give okay. Nick one about the product. Give me one about the artist. Okay. Uh, this product is a food, and Ooh. this um, this is a duo from Albert oh. Calgary. Oh, oh, stop, stop, stop. Okay, I got artist. Okay, let's hear I it. I think is this Tegan and Sarah? It is Tegan and Sarah. Okay, because I knew I recognized that, the voice. Yeah, this is a little bit uh, past their sell-by date. I remember that they sold out pretty heavy for, I think it might have been the Lego movie, which is, to be fair, was a pretty good animated movie, but to be like, oh, yeah, it's Tegan and Sarah like doing this huge like anthemic yeah. like cartoon song. All right. Yeah, they fucking sold out. <laughs> they sold oh, out. Man. All right. It's a food, huh? <laughs> do we want to hear the? Uh, do we want to hear the review? Do you have any of the lyrics? Do you have any of the lyrics for me? <laughs> Are there good Watch ones? Watch it, grow it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let me. I can pull up some of the lyrics, maybe. Okay, tell me. Uh, do I eat this food product? Have I eaten this food product? Yes. None of these products like are. Uh, yeah. they're, they're all household products. Every you would know. No question. Is this something that I that I enjoy? You think? Would I enjoy? Yeah, you better. Is this a is this a candy? No, in the right you're in the right vicinity though. It's a ice cream dessert. It's a dessert. It's a cookie. It's a cookie. Is it Oreo? Let's hear the reveal. Sellouts. Sellouts. Shame. 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 That is like pulling the escape hatch on artistic integrity where you're like, man, uh, that's just shameless, man. They probably got like $100,000. Should we just, just, yeah, let's do it. Pull the emergency. (laughs) Oh, Tegan and Sarah. Shame. 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 Let's get into clue two. Let's do it. There's barking in the kitchen, yelling in the hall. Ringing at the doorbell, pounding on the wall, kids out of sight, 
and kids in the way No time to cook on this hectic day Come on, come on, come on Man, this artist can barely get through the track without laughing <laughs> Is this an artist who makes the whole world sing or writes the songs that makes the whole world sing? It sounds like a Barry Manilow type to me It is Barry Manilow it Oh! So, Proud of myself already. What's he selling? This is the uh, uh, this is the exception because during my research, I found out he was the jingle goat. Man, he's written oh, a ton yeah. of jingles that I had no idea he wrote. So he wrote this one. Okay, so I could I could make this one out a little more clearly. He's talking. So I'm guessing this was in the 60s or 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 70s. a he's talking about. Cooking dinner when you don't have time to cook dinner. So it could be like a Swanson TV dinner or a hamburger helper. I, I, is it a mm, how, spaghettios? How, how prefab are we doing? Mm, is it food? It is food. It is food. Food again. Is it well, is this something frozen or is this something canned? <laughs> this is something. This is a Jesus. restaurant. I'll put it that way. Oh it's a shit! It's a restaurant. Hey, yeah. Boom. Can we hear that Big clue reveal. one more time? Let's hear it one more time. Clue two. There's barking at the kitchen, yelling in the hall, ringing at the doorbell, pounding on the wall. Kids out of sight, and kids in the way. No time to cook on this hectic day. Come on, come on, come on. Ooh. Come on, get, get, get. Uh, a, how fast food are we talking? Are we talking? The fast dine-in, <laughs> McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's. I mean, if you could, well, okay. Here's the not fun part about this game. I'm finding that you get it <laughs> might be impossible to deduce it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we into? I'm just curious. Or this is like a burger joint. On par, yeah. Wendy's. I think we. Uh, I think we just need to hear it. Burger King. The answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed that you got Barry Manilow so quickly. Let's hear it. Oh, I know Barry Manilow. Come on, get up, I'll get a chicken finger licking good. Have a barrel of fun. Goodbye, ho hum. Say hello to your family. Come on, everyone. If Kentucky Fried Chicken, have a barrel of fun. Shame. Shame. Oh, man, that's like, uh, when was the last time you guys watched Demolition Man? Because they have the oldies station and it's all the jingles. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. like when you when you hear that crowd, that Kentucky Fried Chicken crowd yelling in the background of that Barry Manilow track, I feel like we're living in that future where it's like, yeah. <laughs> I see. I see wow. that uh, Chris has five rounds of this. We got to keep moving. Clue right. three. Right. Clue three. Let's go. I'm here for you. It's the holidays, the happiest days of the year. That sounds like Michael Bolton. That is Michael Bolton. How apropos. And it sounds like he's singing about a hotel chain, perhaps. Ooh, that's a good thought. Caleb, I I thought there was like a Christmas thing going on. He's talking about the happiest days of the year. It is, but, you know, Christmas is all about consumerism. So I don't know if that's really a clue. Department store. Evil San Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear that clue one more time. Yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. Here for you. It's the holidays, the happiest days of the year. The interesting part about it is that it's just vocal. 
There's no music. Well, uh, you got to give us a clue about the that, product. Is that Macy's? Is it like a department store? Um, this is a pretty popular ad. That's a pretty popular ad. Um, I think it's something <laughs> that both of you have been thinking about very recently in your big purchases. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So we've got a. Uh, we've got maybe a. Uh, oh, it's just a, like a, a car. Toyota days. <laughs> Honda thon. Let's uh, hear the answer. Let's hear the answer. <laughs> Catch the spirit. With standard features like Bluetooth and a rear view camera, it's the perfect season to get a great deal on the 2013 Civic. An IIA- Shame, <laughs> Bolton. Shame. My family and I, we celebrate the Honda days. Every year. <laughs> just part of our culture. We're, uh, we're a Toyota days. Garage full of civics, this guy. <laughs> we're a truck month family. Edward, uh, truck month. All right. Amazing. Great work. Let's, uh, Let's clue four. <laughs> Let's do it. Clue four. It kind of sounded like a little Janis Joplin-y at the beginning, but it's too uh, it's, it's too late for that. I was getting maybe Melissa Etheridge or something in that. Mm. I could hear Melissa singing. Um, that's uh, are we and were we talking about early nineties? Late nineties was um eighties. Eighties. This was eighties for sure. How about a uh, a little uh, product spec? Um, I would say of all products that celebrities and musicians have uh, have been mm. to, this one may be the most successful in 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 getting um, celebrities to be be part of their commercials. Um, when I think of that, I think of like Pepsi has been a huge ding 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 yeah. ding 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 ding. Oh, it so is a Pepsi commercial. Who's but... singing about Pepsi? This is uh. <laughs> This maybe not as hip as MJ's Pepsi commercial or not as hip, no, but pretty pretty hip. Um, I I will say we've discussed this artist and someone that she has collaborated with who loves to perform shirtless. That's too vague. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Iggy Pop is the shirtless performer. You're gonna hear a saxophone in the second half of this. So oh, okay. So we're talking about. Tim Capello, and so this is <laughs> Tina Turner. Or Let's is hear it? the answer. Right. Hear. Tina Turner, Pepsi. Is that Capello? That's Capello. He's in That's the commercial. The re- That's what? the real star. He makes it in the commercial. I, I was laughing to that. I think I would listen to that song. Everybody, yeah, everybody Guys. needs to go back and listen to our Lost Boys soundtrack episode. One of my favorite. Featuring uh, Brian West. Shout out. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Brian, Brian West. Um, all right, we got one more. As I yeah. said, I know this is an impossible game. You guys are Five being rounds. Really good Jeez, Chris. <laughs> I, there's, I love sellouts. <laughs> this is the funniest Here's, thing in the world to me. <laughs> Basically, we're, we, want, we want advertisers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come at us, Pepsi. Clue five. I know what I can be. Limit 
Stinky, <laughs> really stinky. Is <sighs> that uh, the seventies? No, uh, that commercial was eighties, perhaps into the nineties. I heard it sounded like it might have actually been for like an airline. They were really like slamming hard and reaching for the sky and just taking <laughs> off. <laughs> oh wait, no, oh, this man. was in two thousand. Excuse me, this is in two thousand. So let's hear that clue one more time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what I can be. Limit is the sky. Hey, world, watch me die. <laughs> it almost sounded like he said, watch me die. <laughs> In watch me fly? Yeah, I mean. In some right. of his previous songs, maybe watch me die. Would I be Would I be disappointed when I find out who this is? Uh, you would be like, that sounds right. Oh. <laughs> This this person may not be the coolest guy. It kind of oh. vocals kind of sounded like John Mayer. Mm, no. He is he is way past his prime even in two thousand. Hence the commercial. Okay. Throw in shade. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fuck this guy. I don't give I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, 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 I want to hear that vocal one more time if that's all right. <laughs> okay. if, you, if you can identify it, I'm gonna be very impressed. Um, is this a singer songwritery type of person? No, he was he was best known for being in a band. Okay. One of the front men for a band. Okay, and this, this is, is a band solo of, commercial. Have we talked wow. about this band much on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A nineties band, seventies band, seventies band. Holy shit! Um, Sh- Peter Cetera. <laughs> Ooh, you're getting closer. Okay, like uh, uh, somebody from the Eagles. Let's let's hear the clue, and then I'll tell you who it is, or let's hear the answer, and I'll tell you who it is. Okay, all right. Here's answer number five. I can almost pin that. I feel that like voice. we should have we should have gotten the product, but I have no yeah. idea who the artist is. So we've got Sorry. coffee. That was Folgers. <laughs> In your cup. Yeah. It is Paul Stanley. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Listen. <laughs> oh. You guys like alcohol? Alcohol. <laughs> well, thank you for indulging me. I know that was oh, more of man. like, hey, guys, look what I found. Can you guess what I found on the internet? <laughs> that was fun. I might have to tweak the rules a little bit. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. I came up with it today. The crowd's going nuts out there. <laughs> the crowd loves it. Hey, and uh, that's who I'm really here for. I don't need to All impress right. you guys. <laughs> Man, what a vocal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Chris. That was uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, the Tegan and Sarah one. Uh, yeah. That's good. That's, that's news to me. I'm going to check out that Tina Turner track. That was hot, hot, hot. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot. Uh, shout out to New York Deli Potato Chips for maybe having the best theme song I've ever heard. New York Daily, my purple passion. <laughs> I don't don't know who sang it. Can't get to the bottom of it. It's so good. Oh uh, man, there's also um, 
there's those commercials where they like change the lyrics to the uh, song to fit the brand. Oh, I just love it. Complete Mwah. garbage. <laughs> Music to my ears. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, jump back into the Office Space soundtrack. We are coming up on track nine. This is Scarface with No Tears. Now the funeral is over and all the tears are dried up. Niggas hanging tape on the cut, getting fired up. Looking for the nigga who pulled his pistol on my homie. And I for an eye, so now your life is what you owe me. Look deep into the eyes of your motherfucking killer. I want you to witness your motherfucking murder, nigga. And since you want to kill, then your ass has got to fry. But ain't no police, therefore your ass has got to die. We played the game for keeps, and if you slept, I guess you sleep. You showing the fucking now your ass is six feet deep. Cause when this is maybe one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's rapping, or you know, he's singing along to this when he's driving to work, and then the guy selling flowers on the street, black guy comes up and he turns the volume down, clicks the from lock. the pass, and then goes back up and gets into it again. <laughs> you say this is, yeah, this is Dave Herman. This is from our own cameo, Dave Herman. <laughs> Thanks again, Dave. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it was great. Great uh, transaction. Yeah, this is this is probably the best. Yeah, the best like minute in the movie. <laughs> it's a great track too. Excellent. Oh, yeah, man. Scarface, is Scarface from the Ghetto Boys. I always like the Ghetto Boys are synonymous to me with just kind of like West Coast gangster rap. But they they must have been one of the earliest Texas hip hop groups to really break out that I can remember. Mm-hmm. But uh. He's he's I'm synonymous not. with Houston in my mind, but I, I could be mistaken. Yeah, early '90s Houston mm-hmm. yeah, scene. Mm-hmm. So good, so good. <laughs> yeah. All right, what do we got next, Nikki? Uh, we are coming up on track ten, Ghetto Boys again with Still. <laughs> Is the group harder than an erection that shows no affection? They wanna ban us on Capitol Hill. Cause it's die, motherfuckers, die, motherfuckers. All along it was a ghetto, nothing but the ghetto. Taking short steps one foot at a time and keep my head low. And never let go, cause if I let go, then I'd be spineless. I'm going insane. I think my mind just goes out of control and touch on subjects motherfuckers read about. Yeah, man. Almost comically hard. (laughs) (laughs) Insane. (laughs) This is uh, playing when they uh, destroy Destroy the the printer, printer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the most iconic scene in the movie. Yeah. Which Uh, is funny because I read that it was, they shot it as kind of an homage to like uh, mobster films when they'd be like, I think kind of famously like uh, Goodfellas. There's a scene where they take the guy out in the trunk, but. uh, but it to, to me it reads like '90s hip hop videos because they all had like that. It was all shot on video, and they would try to do slow motion, but it would be like all shitty looking yeah. because video is not supposed to be slowed down. At least not '90s video. Apparently, the uh, actor AJ uh, Nadu that played Samir, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in New York a few years later, and he said that he met an actual mobster, and the mobster was a big fan of Office Space, and said <laughs> that scene with the printer was very authentic (laughs) (laughs) he's like oh my god thank you so much oh my god i fucking love you i've never been in an office in my life (laughs) office space really the bureaucracy of mob shit trust me very authentic ajay yeah the the character that plays samir it's so he has one of the best lines where uh the main character's like like 
do you want to like do you like how do you, how long do you want to work at this company like like one day you're going to turn around and you know you'll have worked there for 40 years or something he's like I would love that kind of job security. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently that actor as well, he was really into um, uh, breakdancing when he was not oh, uh, yeah. working on the movie and Mike Judge just kept bugging him. He's like, man, you got to do one of your moves. <laughs> yeah, heard it was improvised in that scene. When they're yeah, and he was like, all right, and just bust out this great <laughs> breakdance. <laughs> He's so good. You're like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think unfortunately... You know, out of everyone in this movie, we talked about like, oh, it's not like what happened to that guy, but you're kind of like, what happened to AJ? He's been in a few things. I think he was in Bad Santa, but I don't think he really... Oh, that's right. He's the like really angry guy at the uh, at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good. Yeah. Then K-Pax, but I don't know if he's... K-Pax. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Take a look at that soundtrack. Oh, woof. <laughs> Let's uh, pull into track 11, switching up vibes here. This is Perez Prado with Mambo number eight. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho. Perez Prado, the Perez Prado. Uh, the king of Mambo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm reading here that it's, uh, yeah, I might be interested in Mambo. Mambo number eight. Uh, it's kind of famously, Mambo number five was his song originally that was like, I don't know if it was sampled, but it was cribbed for the, the Lubega. Uh, uh, bastardized, perhaps? <laughs> Shame. Shame. Shame on you, Lou. I don't begrudge Lou Vega. No, no, he was hey. like a, some weird German guy that had a one hit. That <laughs> yeah. was great. He's he's definitely getting the last laugh. Oh, yeah, good <laughs> song. When he um, when he did his Disney version of that Mambo Number no. Five, do you remember that? <laughs> like, I, I think I've read about it. I don't know if I heard, but it's it's the princess names, right? It, it's just like all the Disney character names, like. <laughs> Little bit of Donald by my side, <laughs> Huey, Dewey, Louie, all the time. <laughs> just like he's oh, just friends with all his friends. <laughs> that's worse than I thought. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, this is, I think, the opening of the movie, right? Yeah, he's they're in traffic. Yeah, and he's switching lanes, not going anywhere. That great Texas surpassed track. by an old man <laughs> with a walker. Yeah. <laughs> there's some there's some great subtleties to this movie that I'd never like. I, I mean. The attention to detail in this movie is so great. Um, I noticed in the the room with the bobs uh, when they're <laughs> when they're like you know the efficiency experts. There's this huge whiteboard in the background, and there's like a you know the most convoluted graph chart you've ever seen, and it's titled "Planning to Plan." <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> Just. Yeah. Uh, they both those bobs did such a good job. They they shot that in like two days, and they they were done. Oh man, that's uh, Doctor Cox. What, what's that? What's the actor's name again? John C. McGinley. I think that he yeah. originally was brought in to read for Lumberg. 
That makes and, sense. And then I think he ended up being one of the Bobs and then kind of expanded on the Bob. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think God. I saw him say he's like, any male actor that came in to audition for this movie, like, we all tried out for Love. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Oh, man. When, um, yeah, John C. McGinley is like asking Michael Bolton about whether or not he likes the, <laughs> or whether or not he's related to Michael Bolton. He gives the best, like, understated performance. He's like, ah. <laughs> are you related to michael like, he's so excited to ask him but it's like oh dude it's he's brilliant man I, dude the amount that, that john c mcginley is one of the bobs does of like his irrational attachment to the main character for yeah. no reason <laughs> it's got upper management written all over him. he's just yeah this guy's great <laughs> i'm also reading that uh, owen wilson and vince vaughn both auditioned for the part of uh, lawrence played by dietrich bader really <laughs> really yeah, that would have been. Oh, Vince Vaughn would have been really. I mean, Dietrich Bader is really good, but yeah. Vince Vaughn. Imagine Vince Vaughn with that mullet. Vince yeah. Vaughn wouldn't have had to do a voice. That's the thing is he's like intensely like Texas. <laughs> Dietrich Bader does seem like he's doing like a character. Owen Wilson would have been like a drill bit Taylor sort of character. <laughs> Remember that movie? No, that's okay. <laughs> Good news, guys. We've got uh, one more track, and it's Perez Prado once again. (laughs) This is The Peanut Vendor. to my ears it's fucking mambo but it's good yeah, that is a that, good song that, man, i like mambo it's a hot track it's uh playing when melton's enjoying his or not enjoying his mate on the beach <laughs> oh yeah um yeah, he's fucking made off with all the money <laughs> burned down the building <laughs> after <laughs> mate, maybe murdering his boss we don't really know <laughs> originally murdering his boss <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I used to go check out the uh, the Mambo night that they do at uh, Fat Cat. Oh, yeah. Which is so fun. You just go shoot some billiards and uh, listen to Mambo all night. <laughs> some dude asked to dance with your wife, and you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, sure. He's just amazing at dancing. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, some 68-year-old dude just steals your girlfriend from you. Well, guys, that's the uh, last track on the soundtrack. What a soundtrack. Office Space. Thank you guys for listening. We do have to wait it. Um, As is our tradition, as is the way. Chris, uh, zero to 15 tchotchkes. Zero to 15 pieces of flair. Uh, 15 is the minimum, just just to let you guys know. no, I think this is a great soundtrack. Uh, I'm glad we're changing it up. And I know, um, you know, a couple of white dudes discussing a bunch of hip hop is always fun. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, some of these uh, songs have stuck with me uh, for a long time. It was also like introduction to a lot of cool Texas rap um, in my childhood. Uh, there's some stinkers on here, uh, but overall, pretty good, pretty good soundtrack. I'm going to give it... Um, a 
Eleven point five. Eleven point five. Eleven point five. All right, Nikki. How do, how do you feel about that? Eleven point five tchotchkes, huh? <laughs> uh, I mean, technically, that is enough tchotchkes, but we'd really like to see a few more. <laughs> I think the soundtrack is fantastic. I think it works perfectly in the movie. Um, I'm going to have to give it a 14.5. Ooh, that's a lot of it, flair. It does, it does have a couple of stinkers, but I think it still works so well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It might have been too harsh, but, you know, <laughs> I'm in a bad fucking mood. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just Sounds like somebody's got a case of the moon. Hey, bed. hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> We don't say that here. <laughs> All right, Caleb, zero to 15 Chachkis. Ah, zero to 15. I, there is, there was like a little bit of an early dip. I got to say that that uh, Big Boss Man cover by Junior Reed is like a real bummer. And even more so, the nine to five cover was a real punch to the balls. <laughs> and, and, and I got to be honest about the, uh, the kind of original for this movie, the Bismarck Key Cannabis song, I think is kind of bad. <laughs> Yeah. Even though you know it's like goofy, it's like purposefully goofy to take this job and shove it. But um, I, you know, even back in high school, I remember f- like fast forwarding that song pretty hard. But man, a lot of this '90s hip hop, it's just sweet music to these old, these old dusty Too ears. Good to be true, man. You just, you just love to hear these old classic jams. Just <laughs> so you lay down in bed, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, give me and, some shachkies. <laughs> the Perez Prado is great. I kind of wish that it was a little bit more mixed up with the mambo kind of just uh, interspersed. But uh, out of fifteen, I got to give this like a thirteen point five. This is I had I had a, probably more fun listening to it than the thirteen point five uh, gives it. But there were, like you said, some stinkers. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thirteen point five. All right. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Well, before we go, we do have to do one last thing, which is to add a track to the track listing Spotify playlist, our favorite work song, favorite song about working. Uh, I'll lead off if you guys don't mind. Sure. Go for it. Um, So my pick is from 1972. It's apropos for a few reasons. One, it is about work and it's kind of about uh, the importance of the working class and just kind of like the regular working man, which is something that I'm feeling a lot. Uh, lately for whatever reason uh but also it's a song that was sampled not only by uh, ice cube and his uh, west side connection group but um also by scarface from the ghetto boys in a song called the untouchable Ooh, uh this is a track called people make the world go round by the stylistics buses on strike wanna raise and vibey low tempo philly soul but uh but right yeah, up right pick. up my alley yeah um check it out the stylistics thank you Kayla. very nice who wants I've to got go a next? track pulled up here nikki go for what it, do you man. got this is a song from 1983 
This is a song by Donna Summer. The song is called She Works Hard for the Money. (laughs) And this is off the album of the same name as the song. Let's hear a bit of that. Great track. You might, uh, I think the first time I found out about that song was after I heard Hank Azaria's oh, character gonna... in the birdcage. <laughs> she works hard for the money. Yeah, Donna Summer, man, she's uh, just consistently fantastic. She's awesome, man. Yeah, I think The Simpsons is where I, <laughs> I don't know if there's a Hank Azaria connection oh, there, yeah. but there was, uh, I guess, Homer puts like a bucket on like a mop and then like stuffs a pillow on it <laughs> adds a tape recorder to act like he's working just makes like a dummy and it's like i work hard for the money and then <laughs> mr burns is like promote that man <laughs> all right great, great chrissy chrissy what do, you, what do you got for us all right i kind of uh picked a in the similar vein as caleb uh sort of a Rust Belt uh, Anthem of the Working Class, uh, 1982, uh, Billy Joel's Allentown. So let's hear that. Well, we're living here in Allentown, and they're closing all the factories down. Out in Bethlehem, they're killing time, filling up horns, standing in line. Well, our fathers fought the second. Yeah, old Billy Joel. I don't know if you guys uh, have heard of... Uh, <laughs> old Billy Joel. <laughs> old Billy Joel. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh, <laughs> he's, he uh, he kind of put his money where his mouth was with this song. Um, I think the mayor of Allentown was like, hey, why don't you send some of your uh, royalties for this song to uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania, <laughs> uh, since he kind of called us out there. <laughs> um, and he did, and he did. And it, it's, oh, you know, it's definitely been, there you, go. Um, you know, a song about, I think anyone can identify with, uh, but especially, you know, working class uh, in a, in a system that kind of keeps you down and then disappears uh, when they're shutting all the factories, they're closing all the factories down. Anyway. Billy Joel, just famous boozy driver. Love to hear it. <laughs> I love old Billy Joel. <laughs> he didn't, even, he wasn't even from there. He's calling out a I town heard. he didn't even go to. <laughs> Invented Tokyo Drifting. That's what I heard. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Office Space. Yeah. Fun times, Thank, guys. Thanks, guys, for, for listening along with me. Yeah. Thanks to our uh, cameo shout out as oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Dave Herman. All right. Whose uh, pick is it next? It might be my pick. Yeah, I think it might be. I think it is, Nick. Any ideas? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Making some big moves. Listeners, if you can guess Nick's pick. DM Nick. (laughs) No one's going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you're all staying safe. Yeah, stay safe. uh, Thanks for listening. We love you. Fucking A.